0: I'm for Senior Smarts here on K-Wayne 106. Welcome aboard, Action Jack Kauvel with you. Debbie Bradley, my show co-host, and Dr. Eric will join us shortly. I want to let you know a little housekeeping here. Senior Smarts on K-Wayne 106 brought to you by St. Crispin Living Community in Red Wing with our full continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services. So take it away, Debbie. Very interested to see what our next show uh, has in store for us.
1: Absolutely. Dr. Eric Trius is here to help with show number 12 of the five pillars. Dr. Eric is reputable and everything he says is backed up by research. Newly retired, former clinic physician manager and also a former professor of family practice. He is here free of charge, wanting to help as many people as possible. The five pillars, nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress management and relationships are the foundation to being healthy. They're cheap and they're effective, but the sad part is you have to do some work. You got to commit and you got to stick to it. These shows can be listened to again and again on the K-Wing Senior Smarts podcast. Welcome back again, Dr. Eric. Today we are talking about exercise. That's kind of a dirty word for some people. I mean, including me, I'm thinking... You have to belong to a gym, and you have to wear spandex, and you have to weigh 90 pounds, and have the perfect body, and all that kind of stuff. So help us to understand exercise in a positive way that we can legitimately maintain for our entire life.
0: Thank you, Debbie, and thanks for having me again. This is a lot of fun to do. I appreciate it. Uh, You're exactly right. I don't like exercise. I do it. But it's just, it's only about 10% of the population actually likes exercise. So I want to reframe the word. And even though, yes, it's one of the words that we have in the five pillars, and it's very important. And they all, by the way, they all funnel down and relate to the same process of causing disease or health. And so please refer to the previous episodes to kind of get caught up with everything. But uh, I want to just talk about exercise in terms of movement. It's movement that I really want to hammer home because we all have to move to some extent or more.
1: I can get uh, behind that.
0: Yeah, get <laughs> <And laughs> behind that movement. Yes, this, uh, and, and in fact, in the in the recent shows, we've we've marked Dan Buettner's book, The Blue Zones. Uh, movement is one of the hallmarks of staying healthy and. Living long, movement is great, and it doesn't have to be like you say. You don't have to join a gym. You don't have to do all those things. Although sometimes when you live in the cities and you don't have access to these other things, that's what you do, and it's it's social and all those things are just fine. But you can get that the same degree of that on your own. Uh, in fact, if you were to look at exercise, you know what what really has been proven to show longevity. Well, walking has been the only proving form of exercise to make us live longer and healthier, the only proven. doesn't mean it's the only one, it's the only one that's proven. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, in the Blue Zones, they talk about doing 30 to 60 minutes of movement today. That isn't necessarily persistent. In fact, that's one of the plans of of exercise, is to incorporate that in your daily activities. One such thing is, when you go to work, instead of parking closest to the door, park the farthest away. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Mm -hmm. In fact, they did a study showing what Type of exercise, what degree of change of exercise gives you the best benefit? It wasn't the their frequent exercises that were told increase by 20% or 30% of their exercise. The people that got the most benefit with markers we have, like reduced blood pressure, uh, reduced heart rate, a sense of well being, all those measures of, of success, the ones that got the best benefit were the ones that went from nothing, you know, the, the couch potatoes, so to speak, to doing something, just Walking to the door instead of getting close to the door, taking the steps, not not the elevators. So it's doing something. Doing something during the day is what it's all really about.
1: That's really helpful. I know that the people I work with population, they sometimes feel bad about not exercising. And I remember hearing over and over now these past seven and a half years, the best thing they can do is get up and walk. Absolutely. And so then I'm trying to affirm them, and I affirm myself too, because I'm constantly, you know, taking the steps and walking from second story down to the basement over here and whatever, and as long as we can just keep on moving. And um, yeah. that seems to play out then too for the people who are the the ones who are walking or moving and getting up and around.
0: Absolutely, that's exactly right. And, you know, one thing I found through my practice is, you know, you meet a lot of people and different abilities and whatnot, and, and success... Many times isn't how smart you are or or lack of smarts. It's do you have a a good system? Like do you have a good system of uh, parts delivery and then become very successful with that uh, occupation? Uh, so it's it's having a system that that works for you. One of the systems, like I said, park as far as you can from the door. Another one during the day, get up frequently from your desk. Uh, they've developed something called a sit-stand desk workstation. Standing is markedly be- more benefit than sitting and doing your work. You actually improve your blood flow. All, all things are good with that. At noon, have your meal, but go for a 10 minute walk. You know, it, do something uh, to keep moving instead of just plain sitting. In fact, there's two different met- uh, metrics in measuring sedentary activity. One is sitting all the time. One is not necessarily exercising one up, but at least getting up and doing all that. They have different risks. When it comes to heart disease the people that get up and just kind of do a little bit you you clean your house you move around you do whatever it is you do that that gets you up and moving has a reduced risk of heart disease and strokes as opposed to someone who just plain sits all the time excellent so as far as so what happens why is exercise good number one it activates your immune system. You improve your white blood cells and improves your immunity, and therefore you have reduced autoimmune disease, reduced, um, reduce all causes of, of mortality of, of diseases, uh, and it is the if you were to do one thing. You know, we mentioned diet, uh, nutrition. We mentioned sleep. We mentioned if you t- to do one thing on a regular basis, it would be exercise. That is the greatest gain that we can do, especially when it comes to like Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is a big fear. One out of ten people past the age of sixty-five has Alzheimer's now, and that number will climb, because I'm quite sure. Not everybody's going to listen to this podcast and change the diet and do their exercise and get better sleep. Right. You know, it's, it, so Alzheimer's is directly affected by exercise. It does two things. It increases um, it's blood flow to the brain, and it, it moderates the amount of glucose that gets into your brain and is utilized by the brain. So it's very important on all these things. It also improves metabolism, including something called your mitochondria, which is small little structures inside of your cells that creates energy. So if you have more exercise, you improve the function of, those, of that mitochondria uh, function, and you have increased energy, increased endurance.
1: I'm getting an image here from what you're talking about, and I'm thinking of the saying where people say, you know, kick it in the pants or kick it in the rear, that kind of thing. And for me, my image that I'm getting is, if I'm sitting there, I'm telling my body, it's okay, I don't really wanna move forward. Mm-hmm. Like with my life, with my health or anything. Yeah. But if I mentally just tell myself, I wanna be healthy, I wanna kick it in the pants, just to just to get up and move, then it tells your body on a the atom level, um, I want to live. So then things are like, oh, we better get going. We better start the metabolism. We better get this hormone going. We better.
0: Absolutely. And you you mentioned getting moving. When you have a conflict, you're trying to figure something out. You either have stress or you have a a project at work that you're trying to figure out. Getting up and walking, you actually improve your your blood flow. And studies have shown your ability to think and, and cognition. We refer to it as Cognition improves with activity, so you're able to problem solve better by getting up and moving.
1: So, the idea of people when they worry if they're pacing the floor, they might solve the problem sooner than somebody who's sitting there yes. twiddling their thumbs. Yep. yep. Just because the the volume of your body, the, the muscle mass of moving, yep. you have a better exactly. chance to stimulate your brain and Absolutely. your thoughts.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I do want to introduce one thing, though, and that is weight loss. People, you know, 70% of Americans are overweight, and that definitely has a risk. Yeah. Um, there's never been a study that's shown that exercise alone causes weight loss. And I know that's going to shock a lot of people. Right. In fact, yeah.
1: I remember a doctor telling me one, or a therapist, when I was working on my back, and he looked at me and I was saying I wanted to lose weight. And he said, you know, you're never going to outwalk your stomach. Wow. And so for me, I've always remembered that thinking, I'm never going to exercise enough to work off The food, if I just willy-nilly want to eat throughout the day and whatever I want and desserts and treats and Cheetos, whatever, my exercise is never going to compensate for that and wear all of that food off.
0: Absolutely. In fact it does the opposite by increasing exercise you stimulate hormones such as testosterone which causes more hunger and more muscle mass increase so it doesn't work the only way you really do it is a good exercise because exercise is very very important so keep doing it mm-hmm. but it's really your diet and it kind of harkens back to previous shows here and that is a low carb diet it's the carbs that create the weight not the fat and we'll talk about fats in the in the future uh, sessions right right but uh, you you really need to 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 combine Uh, combine a good diet if you really want to lose weight. The other thing I want to really touch base on is something called interval training. You may have heard of it. It's where you you push yourself for 30 seconds like a bike ride or a walk. You push as hard as you can for 30 seconds and then slow down for 30 seconds.
1: I can do 30 seconds. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and in fact, all you need to do is 15 minutes. In fact, 15 minutes of that equals 60 minutes of jogging as far as our metabolic rate. In fact, it does better with reducing fat than jogging. Excellent. Yeah, so that's a very, very good thing to be doing, that interval training.
1: Well, thank you for coming in and talking a little bit about exercise. I know that there's much, much more that could be talked about and more in-depth, too. But um, we thank you for coming in today, Dr. Eric. And with that, St. Crispin Living Community is Changing, Aging, in Red Wing.
0: All right, thanks again. Great show. And that is Senior Smarts for today on Classic Hits K-Wing 106, brought to you by St. Crispin Living Community in Red Wing with our full continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services. Check our website, kwng.com, for podcast information. We'll see you next week with another edition of Senior Smarts on K-Wing 106.